You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. I'm sorry that today it kind of got away from me. It's really weird. Um, there was some stuff that I was going to do. I had done the, the national show over at Stadium this morning with Michael Kim and crazy ass. Can I say crazy ass on the podcast? Crazy ass Spice Adams as Kareem Biggums is really funny. Um, and then they just kind of got away with the show and all the other stuff. But there was something that actually happened on the show today that I wanted to take out and use as today's podcast because I feel like it needs to live alone and it's a subject matter that doesn't that wouldn't ordinarily be placed in its own little compartment on the scores website so I decided that I was going to do it myself and that's the, the the conversation that I had with Danny Sansa Ramita who covers the Chicago Fire if you listen to the podcast there's a couple episodes where I've talked about the the fire may be moving their games back to Chicago. And this goes back a, a couple of months. And now this week, that's been the story that they're, they are now in a position where they are going to move back to Chicago. Ideally, that means they are going to move back to Soldier Field, which selfishly I am excited about because I am a fire supporter and I enjoy going to matches, I've found going to Bridgeview being difficult. And I've, I've come to the realization that me wanting the games back at Soldier Field is almost completely selfish because I know that there's the built-in fan base that is out there in Bridgeview. For me, games at Soldier Field are nothing. I mean, I, I live about seven minutes south on Lakeshore Drive from Soldier Field. So for me, going to games, even with a crowd, is going to be a lot more delightful than me going out to Bridgeview. I realize that it is not going to be as fun for people who live in the south or southwestern or western suburbs to now come to games down on the lakefront. The, the fire as an organization are going to have to figure out how to make going to fire matches an event and not just the regular schedule. I think that it's interesting in a week where there's been a lot of, um, is the right word, inertia? Inertia for soccer in America, considering what the U.S. women's national team has done, considering that the U.S. men played in the Gold Cup final, which was at Soldier Field and had a huge crowd show up at that, that it, it was a... It made it made it really it made it so that this week was was a good week for the fire to announce some of these changes. So I wanted to get someone who has more expertise in this matter on the podcast or technically on the show to talk about this. And Danny Santa Ramita is someone I've been following for a little while. I, I, I got a recommendation from someone like, hey, you should be following this guy because you like soccer and you like the fire and his work is really great so we had tried to hook up before and talk about some things but the schedule didn't really allow for it so i reached out to him this morning 
as I was, you know, getting ready to head back from the studios over at the United Center for Stadium to the Scores studios, which are closer to the lakefront, I said, hey, do you have a few minutes? Can you jump on and talk with me about this? Because I think it's an, an interesting story. Now, the the great thing about having the show is I can pretty much, for the most part, use it to do what I want and cover some stories that maybe wouldn't get coverage elsewhere the great thing about the podcast is that i can expand on some of those stories because i don't have a time constraint to to stand in my way but i wanted people to hear what danny had to say about this because i i think it's important i think it's a it's a it's a shift it's it's a real seismic shift for the fire to come back to playing the games on the lakefront considering what they had built up out in Bridgeview. One of the things that we got into later on, um, which maybe at some other point he and I will talk more in depth about, I honestly need to get more knowledge about the subject, is what the effect will be on the Red Stars, the, the women's team that plays out in Bridgeview, and I imagine will continue to play out in Bridgeview. I do have a small personal stake in that, not in the team, like I'm not rich, um, but one of my former students, Sarah Gordon, who's on defense for, for the red stars plays there. And it's been great. Like this last week at stadium, Sarah has been covering the women's national team. So we've had the chance to actually work together on a broadcast, which as an educator, someone who, who does this, and this is what be my eighth year teaching at DePaul to be sitting there with one of my former students talking sports on a national level is an absolute dream come true. She's also dope. Like she's, she's really great. And I think she's going to be a star at this when she decides that she wants to do this like full time, there are going to be opportunities that open up for. And I'm really glad that I was able to be sitting there at the desk with her, but I had never, I didn't think about what the impact and effect might be on the Red Stars if you have the fire leave Bridgeview for Soldier Field. So Danny and I got into that conversation. I just thought it would be a cool idea to to have a little bit more. And I, that's one of the things I love about this podcast. And it gives me a chance to get into subjects that are a little bit out of the mainstream. And, you know, and with it being All-Star Week, that also kind of gave me some room on the show to say, hey, let me do something different, which is I've been doing the is Mitch good thing, you know, kind of tongue in cheek. But when this came up, I was like, let's get Danny on the show. And he came on the show and he absolutely rocked it. It's great information. Um, if you're not following him, you should. The Dan Santo is where you can find him on Twitter. This was our conversation about the fire moving back to Chicago. And you'll hear some of my feelings, but I mostly just wanted to get the information. So Danny was nice enough to come on and provide it. Here's what it sounded like. Well, as you can imagine with anything uh, involving local politics, the logistics have not been easy, which is why it's like you said, a a poorly kept secret. It's taken a while for the gears to get moving on this one. Um, They're, they're just moving along with it. You know, they finally, they had an agreement with the village of Bridgeview where they currently play uh, kind of set the groundwork a few months ago, uh, and then they had some more official progress they announced this week. Um, 
they still got to finalize the paperwork. And the next step is talking to the Chicago Park District uh, and setting up how they can move into Soldier Field. Um, the timing is interesting. It's, look, they, they moved out from Soldier Field uh, to Toyota Park, what was called then in 2006. And that was a different era of Major League Soccer, right? I mean, you look at what it was then, they weren't able to get the sort of leverage needed to get a city in the stadium, um, a stadium in the city. So the big thing for them now is look at the success stories elsewhere in the league, like Seattle, Portland, Orlando, uh, Atlanta, especially more recently. And they think they can pull it off now. Now it's a tough thing to do. They've been in Soldier Field and didn't draw uh, even 20,000. So do you really want 17, 18,000 people in a 60 something thousand seat stadium, you know, but you'd be in city limits. So that's what they're trying to do. They think they can capitalize on it now where they weren't able to when they played there before. Do they think that this will, will improve their brand? I think that's the goal. I don't know that I would agree with that. I think it's a tough sell. I mean, you, you saw that the gold cup final that was here uh, in Soldier Field on Sunday, it was a sold out crowd, great atmosphere. It was a largely Mexican crowd, and that's fine. You can try to appeal to that audience, but the Fire have not really done so. So uh, there are soccer fans in the city. It's a matter of getting them to come to MLS games. And the Fire really haven't put a winning product on the field, so that's the big thing. If you win, they will come, right? And they haven't really won. They've made the playoffs twice in 10 years with zero playoff wins. So you have to put a winning product if you're going to build your brand. I think that's more important than anything else. Yeah, You wrote in your piece on ProSoccerUSA.com, about the the Gold Cup final, and yes, of course, the Gold Cup final is going to draw. It's it's Team USA being their number one. It's El Tree being there. Chicago has a huge and and very vibrant population of Mexican soccer fans. So of course, they're going to get sixty three thousand people, you know, up to the lakefront. But right. for for a weekly or bi monthly Chicago Fire match, what's the best that you think they could expect with this move? Well, I think year one, you might see a bit of a bump just from people who didn't go to games in Bridgeview and think it's easier to get to Soldier Field, which it probably will be for a lot of people. Um, I mean, I could argue that taking the L and the 25-minute walk from there isn't the easiest stadium uh, in the city to get to. It's not like Wrigley or the Sox Park or even United Center, but it's easier than Bridgeview for a lot of people. So I think they should get a a modest bump just because it's going to be a bit of a novelty. They haven't been in the city in 13 years. So... Um, I, I don't know what to expect. I, I, if they can average over 20,000, I'd call that a huge victory. Considering how the people in Bridgeview react to the fire, I mean, they, they kind of have a built-in fan base out there of people who, who use that to, as they're getting out. Like they, they go, go and support the fire. What do you think happens to those people? Are they still fans of the fire? Will they make the trek down 55 to go watch matches at Soldier Field? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's, that's a big question. How many of their current fans are they going to lose that, were, that found it easier to go to Bridgeview? Like, if you're coming from, you know, say the north suburbs and northwest suburbs, or certainly the western suburbs right around Bridgeview, it's much easier to get there than it is going to be to get to Soldier Field. And I'm sure you're not going to see too many suburban fans going to a, a midweek game, however few of those there may be. Those are going to be really tough sells for, for people not in city limits. So uh, I don't know. I, I think they're going to see a switch in the fan base. I know there's a decent amount of people from the city that do go to games in a regulars now, and so I'm sure those people are thrilled. I'm sure they'll get some new fans, but they're probably going to see 
a pretty significant change in the people going to their game. Why is there not a split schedule here where you're playing maybe a, a rivalry match, maybe Columbus comes in and you're playing Columbus in Soldier Field instead of playing in, in Bridgeview? Yeah, you know, that could be an option. Um, I know San Jose does that. They play Stanford when they play the LA Galaxy, which is their big rivalry game, and they draw well there, and then they play in their own stadium. That's more of a one-off than anything um, more than once a year. But that is something they could have considered. It doesn't sound like they're going to go that route. Uh, it's possible. Well, I'm just purely speculating in this one, but it's possible even to if I go back to Bridgeview, say if it's like U.S. Open Cup games, those don't tend to draw very well. So, you don't want to have a game, a Wednesday game in Soldier Field. We're expecting like five or eight thousand people, so they might do the inverse uh, and go elsewhere for some other games as opposed to playing everything in Soldier Field. But yeah, it seems like they just they are are bent on just making Soldier Field the primary home, and they're trying to make it happen right now. Danny, if you don't mind, I'm gonna get personal with you. Um, how how old are you? I'm 32. All right, so you're you're significantly younger than I am at 44. I every time that there's been a big soccer event in my history, I've I've heard about the the soccer revolution. Now I used to be one of these guys that didn't get down with soccer. That changed probably about 15 years ago. I really really like the like the game. I've I've picked an international team, like all of that stuff. I've become a fan. I was entrenched in in the women's World Cup. I was also entrenched in it in 1999. And, and I'm sitting here wondering, when these big events in soccer happen, are we, are we closer now to seeing more people like and enjoy the sport than we've ever been? And how far does it have to go to still kind of break through some of, some of the limitations that it's had from, from a, a watch standpoint? Yeah, no, this is a million-dollar question. I, I kind of agree with where I think you're going with this, is that it, it, it's been the, the big events have been big for a long time. Like, And I, I grew up playing sports. So I was aware of, you know, not, I went to a game in 94 here. Uh, I followed the 99 team for the women, obviously. So, yeah, this, this coming soccer revolution has been incredibly slow and gradual. Uh, I don't know that we're going to see it change anytime soon. I think it's a gradual build, and I think, MLS specifically has been a great example of how hit and miss it is in this country. Um, some markets like, like Chicago have really struggled to get significant footing and make progress. Like the Fire's highest average season attendance is still their opening year in 98. Meanwhile, so, Seattle and Portland are drawing like crazy. Exactly right. So it, it has hit elsewhere, but not everywhere. And, and Seattle and Portland are different sports markets than Chicago. I know you know that, obviously. They don't have as many teams, especially in Portland. Uh, Seattle, they were fresh off losing the Sonics around that era. So they were looking for something to, to catch on and, and, and grab a hold of. So I, I don't have the answer for why it does or doesn't hit, but it definitely has been incredibly gradual um, in terms of soccer growing. But I, I do think it is it, if you compare it year to year, you don't notice it. But I'll say from when I was a kid trying to watch games and, and the, the talk of things, you know, 99 was, was – big but it was more like what the soccer novelty was a new thing to a lot of people whereas now you see 15 and 19 with the women's teams there's more awareness of what it is and people get on the bandwagon it's more like an olympics thing of oh our awesome women's national team is back in the spot let's pay attention so it's a little bit different but i i do think uh 
we haven't seen it really hit everywhere yet. Is there any negative impact on this move by the fire on the Red Stars? Yeah, I know. I thought about that. It's tough because the Red Stars can't go to Soldier Field. They're drawing between two and 3,000 uh, out in Bridgeview right now. I don't know what the best option for them is. They were playing out in uh, Benedictine and Lyle before they moved back to uh, Bridgeview a couple years ago. So uh, I don't know. And, and we'll see. The NWSL as a whole really has to capitalize on the, the women's game right now because of the popularity of the national team. I know that league's been around for, I think, five, six years now, and they're hoping to really get some solid footing this summer. Because um, it's hard to be drawing a couple thousand and make that a sustainable business. So they really need a bump, and I don't know that there's anywhere else for them to go right now. Danny, I really appreciate the time. I'm glad that you could, uh, you were available to come on and talk about this. It's, it's a story that all week has been so interesting to see all the, the money and the politics and the, the brand management that, that's trying to happen here between the fire and Bridgeview and the city. So I appreciate you coming on and shedding some light on it. Thanks, Adam. I enjoyed it.